0: Welcome to A Raw Perspective, a fresh point of view. I am your host, Richard and Anthony Wallace. Happy Sunday to everybody here, getting up, waking up this morning, experiencing a new day. We are in the month of March. It is March 7th, March 7th today, and what happens in March is what we call March Madness. Now, it doesn't feel like March Madness is happening because we are still in the midst of a global pandemic. I could, could, man, when was the last basketball game that I watched from the collegiate level in its entirety? I haven't watched a lot of college basketball and yet I am talking about March Madness predictions because this year it's going to be a crapshoot. I have no idea who is going to win this tournament. Because, I have no idea. Because there has been a lot of what we would consider the college basketball blue bloods that probably won't even be in the tournament. If you're familiar with college basketball, you are familiar with Duke University. There is a chance that Duke University will not be in the NCAA tournament, which is supposed to be scheduled in Indianapolis, Indiana. All the games are going to be taking place in Indiana. The Hoosier State. That is where all basketball will be taking place. So, travel, traveling back and forth, getting rest. That's not going to be a challenge for these institutions. Because... From what I've seen, a lot of the courses that these collegiate athletes are taking are done remotely. So pretty much they're going to be confined into a hotel in Indiana, particularly Indianapolis, doing schoolwork there. So there is no travel challenges that people have to encounter. This is going to be an unprecedented time for a tournament. And I have no idea who's going to win. Selection Sunday is not until next Sunday, so I should have did this podcast next week. But I want to talk about something else next week. Now, those that are unfamiliar with the NCAA Division I Men's Basketball Tournament. It starts Sunday, March 14th. and Well, the Selection Sunday, as we call it. You're probably wondering, what is Selection Sunday? Selection Sunday is where uh, the March Madness Selection Committee, which is made up of 10 members, are responsible for selecting, seeding, and bracketing the field for the NCAA tournament. Schools and conference administrators are nominated by their conference, and then they serve about a five-year term and represent a cross-section of the Division I membership. So you're probably wondering, how are these teams selected for the bracket? There are two ways that a team can earn a bid to the NCAA tournament. The 32 Division I conferences, there will be 31 uh, for 2021 due to pandemic, all will receive an automatic bid, which they each award to the team that wins their postseason, post-season conference tournament regardless of how a team performed during a regular season. If they are eligible for postseason play and win their conference tournament, they receive an automatic bid to the NCAA tournament. These teams are known as automatic qualifiers. So if you win your conference, I'm going to use the Big 12 conference. I'm going to use the University of Kansas. The University of Kansas wins the Big 12 championship. They will have an automatic berth into the NCAA tournament. The second avenue for an invitation is an at-large bid. The selection committee, which is more more of them on the second, convene on Selection Sunday after the regular season and conference tournaments are played and decide which 36 teams, but since pandemic happened it's going to be 37, are not automatic qualifiers but have the pedigree to earn an invitation to the tournament. How do they decide which team gets an at-large beat, bid? Well, there are multitudes of stats and rankings that the selection committee takes into account. There is no set formula that determines whether a team receives an at-large bid or not. Let's say, for example, the University of Gonzaga loses the West Coast Conference Championship game. They are the number one team in the nation, according to the Associated Press ranking. Since they've had the strength to schedule and proven that they have been unbeaten until that perhaps that last chance, they would receive an, automat, uh, an at-large bid. So what happens once these teams are selected? So, Once the field of 68 is finalized, each team is assigned a seed and placed into one of the four regions which determine their first-round matchups underway to a championship. You're probably wondering, what are the seeds? NCAA Tournament Basketball is made up of 68 teams. On Selection Sunday, before any tournament game is played, these teams are ranked 1 through 68 by the Selection Committee, with the best team in college basketball based on regular season and conference performance, sit at The number one slot. Four of those teams are eliminated in the opening round of the tournament, known as the first four, leaving us with a field of 64 for the first round. Then those 64 teams are split up into four regions of 16 teams each, which each team being ranked one through 16. That ranking is the team seed. In order to reward better teams, first round matchups are determined by pitting the top teams in the region against the bottom teams. So, for example, the number one seed would face a number 16 seed. This would be like, let's say, who would be a number one seed in, in my eyes? The University of Illinois going against the University of Illinois at Chicago, who is part of the Horizon Week. That would be a 16 seed. <laughs> the next highest team versus the next lowest seed. So, a number two versus number 15. And so on. So, in theory, that means the number one team has the easiest opening matchup in the bracket. But as history shown, just because you're a number one seed doesn't mean you're going to win your your game. Case in point: Virginia versus UMBC. UMBC was the six team seed, University of Maryland, Baltimore County, against the number one seed. University of Virginia, they got beat, Virginia, by University of maryland baltimore County. The biggest upset of all time. And then the following year, the University of Virginia won the national championship. But, hey, whatever. That's how it goes. Uh, so, it's a little stranger, um... It's, it's a lot. It's, a, it's, it's very strange. It's, this is ongoing because the tournament games haven't really been played. They're still playing out. But if you follow ESPN and you follow Joe Lonardi, who is called Joey Brackets, he is the person of Bracketology, determining which teams will be seeded based on strength of schedule, uh, stats, whole different gamuts, different metrics. So from the brackets, the top overall seed should be Gonzaga University in Spokane, Washington. Uh, from Joe Lenardi. and if you're interested in see like which is the first team out, it looks like Seton Hall is projected to be the first team out, and then the last team in is projected to be Boise State. Now, there's something that's called on the bubble, meaning that you might not be eligible for the NCAA tournament. Here we have Joe Lenardi's on the bubble picks. So the last four buys, meaning that they don't have to play in the play-in tournament. That would be Rutgers, Georgia Tech, VCU, and Drake. Those are the four teams that might have a A bye, meaning they don't have to go into the first four. Um, They would face the opponent of the last four in. The last four in is kind of interesting because you got one of the blue bloods in there. You have Michigan State. Michigan State has always been a perennial powerhouse in college basketball. With this pandemic, with no fans in the crowd, Michigan State has been poor. But they're one of the last four in. Then you have Colorado State, you have Xavier, then you have Boise State. Being the last team in for the tournament. Then you have your first four out. You have Seton Hall. You have St. Louis. Utah State. And look at this. Duke. Duke University. They've won national championship after national championship. And they're on the verge of not being in the NCAA tournament. Then the next four out is Syracuse. Southern Methodist University. Memphis University. And Ole Miss. So those first four out and the next four outs usually would go into the NIT, the National Invitation Tournament. um, Or, as people call it, the not important tournament. And they would play to go to Madison Square Garden. I don't even know if they're going to have the NIT this year because of COVID restrictions. But, yeah, they're they're not going to be particular regions like they have done in the past where it used to be The Midwest region, the East region, the South region, and the West region. They're just going to be Region 1, 2, 3, and 4 this year due to the pandemic. Because everybody's going to be playing in Indianapolis. Right now, in Region 1, they have Gonzaga University going against either the winner between Utah, Valley, or NC. North Carolina and NC. Then the 8th-9 seed in Region 1 would be Loyola University of Chicago versus University of Maryland. In the 5-12 matchup right now, they have Virginia going against Winthrop. In the 4-13 matchup, they have Kansas versus West, Western Kentucky. In the 6-11 matchup, they have Tennessee versus Georgia Tech. In the 3-14 matchup, they have Villanova versus Southern Utah. In the 7 10 matchup, they have Oregon versus St. Bonaventure. And then the 2 15 matchup, they have Iowa versus James Madison. So that is the, the number one region. So that is considered Gonzaga is the strongest team out of that region. And region two, the 1 16 matchup would be at this time Baylor versus Nickel State. The 8-9 matchup would be Florida versus University of Connecticut. The 5-12 matchup would be Texas Tech versus Toledo. The 4-13 matchup would be Purdue versus University of California's um, Santa Barbara. The 6-11 matchup would be University of Southern California versus Virginia Commonwealth University. The 3-14 matchup would be Arkansas versus South Dakota State. The 7-10 matchup would be San Diego State versus Louisville and the 215 matchup would be Ohio State versus University of Maryland Baltimore County. In the third region, we have the number 1 seed Michigan against the 16 seed Texas State University. In the 8-9 region, we have Clemson versus UCLA. In the 5-12 matchup, we have Creighton versus Wichita State. In the 413 region, we have Oklahoma State versus Belmont. In the 611 uh, seed, we have Wisconsin versus Drake. In the 314 rank, we have West Virginia versus Duke University of North Carolina, Greenville. The 710 matchup is Missouri versus North Carolina. And. The two fifteen matchup is Houston versus Siena, and Region Four we have Illinois versus the winner between Wagner and Prairie View A and M. The eight nine matchup we have Virginia Tech versus Louisiana State University. The five twelve matchup we have Colorado versus the winner of Xavier and Boise State. The four thirteen matchup is between Texas and Liberty. The 6-11 matchup is Oklahoma versus Michigan State or Colorado State. The 3-14 matchup is Florida State versus Navy. And then the 7-10 matchup is BYU, Brigham University, and Rutgers. And the two fifteen matchup is Alabama versus Cleveland State. These are not set in stone. Uh, these will change. These are just teams that may that are probably going to make it into the tournament. Um, there might be some upsets where just some random team that we've never heard of wins the, the tournament. They get an automatic bid. So that knocks out a whole lot of things. This is not set in stone. This is what Joel and Nardi has for um, what's going down. But if I was a betting man as far as predictions would concern, my prediction is who can endure a pandemic and who can play without crowds. So I feel like this year it's going to be the underdogs that are going to be um, more favored than the, the Blue Bloods. Uh, you're probably wondering who are my final four picks. Uh, my final four picks, I'm not picking any Texas team to come out of the final four. So, that would leave Baylor, who is a number one seed, out. Texas Tech, that's out. Uh, Texas State, like, uh, just the state of Texas, Houston, like, I'm not giving y'all any chances due to, like, pandemic stuff. Uh, if I want to see, like, for upsets, that sleeper teams, that you need to take in consideration... You better look out for Loyola Chicago. They they know how to play some hoops. They've been the, the Final Four before. Um, they are a dangerous squad. Uh, you can have this is all in Region One. You have the University of Kansas, a blue blood, just because they're a four seed. They're a dangerous four seed. Um, I also like your University of Iowa. They they can do some damage um, in there for. The tournament. Uh, so, if... For Region 1, I'm going to say that it is going to be... Uh, I want to say... Man, Region 1... I, even though this is not solidified. I want to say... It's 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 tough. I haven't watched a whole lot of college basketball. But if I'm a betting man, uh, I just don't think Gonzaga's going to go all the way because they haven't played anybody. I really think that it's going to be either between Kansas and Iowa. Because Kansas is finally finding their stride. And Iowa's been consistent all year. I, I can see Iowa coming out. Uh, the second region. I'm looking at the upsets right here. Florida could be a sleeper. Purdue could be a sleeper. Ohio State can can be can consistent, uh, Baylor's been good all year, I mean I feel like they'll make it, but I feel like it's going to be, um, I feel, I have a strong feeling the Big Ten is the best conference in basketball, so I'm going to go with uh, Ohio State coming out of Region 2, uh, Region 3, uh, I, I think it's going to be all Big Ten um, Final Four, I, I got Michigan, Michigan's been consistent all year. Uh, they lost to Illinois, but other than that, they have been solid all year. I could definitely see Michigan coming out of Region 3. And then looking at Region 4, you can have the University of Illinois coming out of there. Because I'm just looking at the squads that have lost. Region 4 seems like the easiest path to come out of. So that would bring Iowa in Region 1, Ohio State Region 2, Michigan Region 3, Illinois Region 4. Then I got Illinois in a championship game versus Ohio State. I know that sounds crazy. And I got Illinois winning it. I just got a feeling that the University of Illinois is going to win the tournament. I don't know why. It's just, they've been there before. I feel like the U of I is going to win it. Call me crazy. But I don't know. It's a crapshoot. Who knows? Who cares? At the end of the day, it's March Madness. There might be some random team that, that might win it. Who knows? This is the most unpredictable season that we'll have in college basketball history. So it should be a fun time so if you haven't done so already you can follow my page at wwwfacebook.com a raw perspective if you feel like this has resonated with you you can click that like button you can leave a tip for it brother because this podcast does cost some money but any anything helps get the word out spread it recommend it or listen to it wherever you get your podcast and next week the topic we're going to talk about is one year in the pandemic Yeah. Who would have thought two weeks would have turned into one year? So until next time, my name is Richard Anthony Wallace. This is a Raw Perspective. Peace.